0: Welcome to the New Story Church podcast. The message you're about to enjoy was delivered live at New Story Church in downtown Los Angeles. For more information, check out newstorychurch.com or visit us on Sunday at 9 a.m., 10.30 a.m., or 12.30 p.m.
1: We hope you enjoy the message. All right. Salt, fat, acid, and heat. Not only is this a New York Times bestseller, but it's also the winner of the very prestigious James Beard Award, which if you're a true foodie, you already know. That's given only to the creme de la creme of all the cooking world. Uh, It's also a uh, fun uh, documentary, uh, which you just saw on Netflix, that little trailer there, that examines the four elements individually uh, of cooking. Uh, as well as shows how all those elements combine in endless sorts of ways to form a myriad of delicious dishes, which is actually what we've been doing throughout our uh, new uh, the, throughout this series, Family Recipe, where we example the four key ingredients to a robust, uh, delicious, if you will, vibrant spiritual life, as well as a healthy church. Uh, I'm talking about the four ingredients. Uh, the first one is grace, or as we like to say around here, grace wins. Right. Uh, What was last week? Last week was truth is relevant. There was one person here. Truth is relevant. All right. Uh, Another key element is love. Next week we'll be learning about how do we live love. And today, though, today is all about fun. Church is actually fun yeah so welcome uh for those of you that are maybe joining us for the first time maybe you uh maybe today's your first sunday my name is tom i serve as the lead pastor here which just means uh chief sinner saved by grace uh many people just call me the chief sinner i don't know what that's about but anyways uh uh anyways uh here's the deal uh some of you might be like well you know what uh pastor i get i get grace that's important for a church uh, sure, truth, yeah, that, that I understand that. Uh, love, I mean, obviously, how can you be a church and, and not a... But fun? What, wait, What? whoa, did you just say fun? What's that about, right? I, I, a Church and fun, that they don't actually go together. I literally, I'm not even kidding you, true story. I literally had a guy come up to me several weeks ago. I think it was like during the trail when we were announcing that we were coming up with this family uh, recipe series. He literally, he comes up to me, arms folded. He looked a little bit... Angry, and he's like, "I don't know what you're preaching that week of fun, but it better be good." (laughs) Like, okay, dude. Like, sorry, I don't know. Like, thanks. Uh, Is are you praying for me? Why are you so angry? Anyways, right? Uh, But no, you know, I sort of get it, right? I I actually get where he's coming from because, after all, growing up, let's just put it this way: uh, I grew up in an environment. I grew up in a church where fun was the second F word you never used in church. You know what I'm talking about, right? This was an F word. Fun is an F word. You do not use that word in church. Y'all know what the first F word you never use in church is, right? Fat. That. That's the F word. What, what F word were you thinking of? Oh, fellowship. Yeah, okay, I, I get it, right? <laughs> Anyways, yeah, uh, the, the, you never talked about fun in church. I mean, I mean seriously though, uh, did, did you catch what chef and food writer Salmon Norzat, she, what she said there? She said the word fat, fat can amplify the other recipes in a dish, right? Fat makes food delicious. One of the most important things any cook can learn is how to harness the magic of fat. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're not just going to talk about it. We're going to taste it. Everyone up on your feet right now. Come on, get up on your feet. Yeah. Don't make me come down there. Come on now. Get up. Get up on your feet. All right. We're going to taste a little bit of fat and a little bit of fun. All right. Here we go. Yeah. Come on now. Come on. A little bit of fun there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A little bit of fun right there. Okay. Yeah. Wahoo. Yes. Yes. Come on now. We don't just talk about it. We got to preach it. We got to teach it. Yeah. All right, you crazy people. Yeah. Pray good times. Come on. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah. Oh. oh, my gosh. Okay. Oh. oh, my gosh. I'm too old for this. All right, we can kill the music there i uh, tell them some of you all are stiff. Some of you all put the word fun in funeral. Oh my gosh. I saw your dance moves. I saw your dance moves, but we got a dance competition right here real quick. Josh, not only does he lead worship, he can dance too. He's going to try to loosen you guys up here. Let's see your moves, bro. Let's see it. Let's see it. a little battle. Oh, we need a little music. He needs mu- He pointed to music. He did like an MJ. Like, bro, we got music? Okay, all right. Oh, oh, bro, bro, this is church, this is church, bro, chill, all right, what you got, all right, let's hear it for Dustin, what you got for Dustin, Dustin, oh, I feel like, I feel like, oh, okay, go, okay, go ahead, oh my, oh, oh, no, oh my gosh, stop that, stop that, stop that, I don't know what's happening here, all right, all right, kill it, oh my gosh. Hey, let's give it up for Josh and Dustin again. Yes. All right, next week I need you all to do that, okay? Some of you, like when the donuts and the bacon came out, you were like frozen chosen here. Anyways, you need to understand here, church. You need to understand. When we say church is fun, what we actually mean is we take God seriously. Ourselves, as you can tell, not so much. All right, that's the actual truth. You see, I honestly believe That it is sinful not to have fun in church. I actually believe it's sinful. I actually believe it's sinful to be boring in church, right? Uh, And that doesn't mean donut walls and dancing every week. But I just, I do believe that it's sinful to be boring in church. I mean, think about this. The creator of the universe... I'm talking about the creator of the galaxies and the Milky Ways and the stars, the creator of all things beautiful, every mountaintop, every valley, the oceans, the waves, every grain of sand, every sunset, every sunrise. That creator, the amazing Father, snaps into existence. So yeah, you know, I I actually do believe, I, I think it's a sin, I think it's a sin to come to a place and claim to worship that God, that exciting heavenly father, and be boring. Speaking of which, many of you would agree, I'm not saying this is always the case in every single household, but by and large, for the most part, I mean, moms are great, but everyone knows dads are sort of the ones, like their contribution is is often fun. They, they bring fun into the equation, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I want you to listen to modern-day theologian Saint Kevin Hart and the way he proclaimed this on SNL recently. Check this out.
0: I will say this, though. You have to take your hat off when it comes to dealing with kids to the women. Women, I give you so much credit. Like, you guys do so much. I will. I, I take my hat off to you. You know why? Because when it comes to putting structure in a child's life, when it comes to bathing, feeding, Taking a kid to school, from school. You guys do that. You're responsible for that. And you know what? I applaud you for that. But the one thing that you're not, the one thing that you're not is fun. Now, I know when you first hear it, I know you're getting the attitude already. What? I'm fun? That's a lie? You a lie? I'm fun? No, you're not. You're not. You've never heard a kid say, I can't wait to get home and play with my mom. You guys never heard that. I can't wait for mommy and me time. That don't exist. Don't no kids say that. All of the fun responsibility lies on the shoulder of the father. It does. Now, I know right now, women, you're looking at me and you're saying, so what? If it does, just play with the kid. What you don't understand is that the fun becomes the hardest job because a kid does not know how to shut fun off. Let me tell you the scariest thing for a man to see after a long day at work. He's tired. The scariest thing for a man to see when he opens up that door real slow is that baby with a lot of energy on the other side. <laughs> Oh, yeah! I'm ready to play, Daddy! I wanna play that game where you close your eyes and I keep opening them back up. That's what I'm to do, Daddy.
1: I wanna jump on your neck, Daddy! <laughs> So good, right? I mean, it's, it's true though, right? I mean, you have to admit he's on to something. See, most dads, they actually, we do bring an element of fun into the family. I'm not saying that moms can't, but, but most dads, are, we're just wired this way. And honestly, honestly, from the bottom of my heart, I believe the reason why we're on, we, we, we are wired this way is because it is a true reflection of God the Father's own heart, I'm talking about his actual heart, not Kevin Hart, okay? It's, it's a reflection of God's heart. And, and, and so with the food expert Simon's approach to, to fat, well, I actually think that that, her approach to fat, is actually a great approach for us and the element of fun. As a matter of fact, if you take the same quote that I shared earlier from her and substituted the word fun everywhere where she has fat, you would see our approach and our philosophy, our intentionality with fun around here. This is what she says. She's a, or, and I'm, I'm kind of doctoring it with our, uh, our own adaptation here. He says, fun. Fun can amplify the other ingredients. What are our other ingredients? It's grace, truth, and love. Fun helps amplify, it magnifies, it radiates truth, love, and grace. Fun makes it delicious. Fun makes it accessible. Fun makes it attainable. Fun makes it something that I want to embrace more and more. Fun makes it delicious. And one of the most important things we can learn as a church is how to harness its magic for a dying world and point to the savior that is Jesus Christ see friends fun is a serious business it's hard to be fun it's hard to be funny right here's just one example of how fun actually amplifies it it, it magnifies the other elements i want to go live here last week last week we sampled the ingredient what truth is Relevant. And when we said truth is relevant, what we were saying is that truth actually matters. It's not relative. It matters no matter what. It matters. And when something matters to you, it what? It, it compels you. It moves you. So when truth matters, it moves you. And we saw a, such a powerful example of this in the truth of sweet Mickey's cancer and how it moved her daddy, Andrew, Right? to shave his own head in solidarity with her. There, there's no more meaningful truth, relevant truth, no truth that matters more to Andrew than that of what his daughter is going through. And so it moved him. It compelled him to do something, right? It's also what moved their pastor to do the same. But, but the amazing thing is, and, and maybe even surprising thing here is, is how much actual, for a moment, joy and fun was radiating through this whole encounter. See, I don't know about you. I don't know if you realize, and I was actually talking to one of our guests here last week, but they were saying how they were just amazed because uh, when we showed this whole clip in its entirety, we're not going to do the whole uh, clip right now. We'll show a part of it. But last week when we showed it for the first time, they were just amazed with all not not only all the sniffles that were happening in the audience, but also the giggles that were also happening in the audience. Here's a peek. There you go. There it goes, there.
0: There, she blows. Keep on going.
1: Are you giving me a mohawk? Yes. Okay. Sure. okay. Mickey, I feel like you're doing a really good job. Like, That's I don't really know, I don't know what it looks like, but I Can feel I like there? you're yeah. doing a good job. How's it look? Good. Why are you laughing? You said you wouldn't no, no, laugh. I, I'm not laughing at your head. Oh, what are you laughing at? The hair. I, you're not laughing at my head. You're laughing at my hair. It's okay. No, it I, looks good. It, oh, thank you, Mickey. How am going to shave good. it all off now? Hopefully it brings some joy, Diana. Like, lots of joy. Lots of joy. <laughs> like wait, like, like,
0: Mickey's doing it real. I thought she was just gonna
1: do one shave, but she's
0: doing it all. No, I yeah, to apparently. Wait, can you take a picture of this? Take a picture of this. It's just a little bit of hair. I think it's funny. Why is it so funny and mean?
1: <laughs> okay, Mickey, I don't I thought we were friends. I I just Are you serious?
0: Is he crying? No. Yeah, yeah, the sides
1: and back, yeah.
0: It's hot.
1: Check it out. Yeah. Good. Full turn. Mickey, you're my hero, Mickey. You're my hero. You're so awesome. Oh, thank you. Friends, did you, did you catch it that second time? The part where Mickey's mom, Diana, actually says, This is just, this is just too fun, right? I can't remember the last time we laughed like this. Friends, this is just a tiny taste of fun amidst some of the hardest, harshest realities you could ever possibly go through. I mean, yeah, of course, of course there was truth in that house and of course there was grace and a whole lot of love. I mean, that, that place was anointed, that home is anointed with all of the above, all of the above, right? But the magic... The magic that was amplifying all of those ingredients in that particular moment, unplanned, unscripted, like we didn't doctor anything. As a matter of fact, we didn't edit the video at all. Like, like that, what you see is like what, what it was. Okay, we, no one was feeding lines or anything like that. And the magic that was amplifying all those things, fun, fun. Friends, can you see why our cookbook actually instructs us? A cheerful heart is good. What? It's good medicine. A cheerful heart is good medicine. See, the original Hebrew word used there for cheerful is shemach derived from the expressive aspect of having fun. It means to rejoice. It means to beam. It means to radiate and to shine. One theologian who's not named Kevin Hart actually put it this way. He says, as a rule, shemach does not refer to a sustained emotion, a state. In other words, we're not talking about a blissful state of peace here. That's that's not what we're talking, that's a different word but it expresses a joy expressed spontaneously and fundamentally. It is primarily the festive joy. Watch what he says here. It is primarily the festive joy at profane and religious feasts, at secular and sacred parties. Like the word has no bias. Just because you're in a temple or in a church doesn't make it more spiritual. And just because you're in a secular event doesn't make it more spiritual. No, we're talking about fun. And, And the concept of fun itself has no bias. In fact, the scholar goes on and he says, it is expressed in leaps of joy, Jeremiah uh, chapter 50. Foot stamping and hand clapping. We saw a little bit of that from Dustin and Josh over here. Isaiah 55, Ezekiel 25. Dance, music, and cries of joy. 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel, 1 Kings, Nehemiah. It's all over the place. This joy abounds to the degree that one is beside oneself. I am compelled. I don't know what to do because I'm so full of joy. In other words... This is fun. This is fun. And guess how many times this Hebrew word, this original root indicating fun, appears in the Old Testament alone? In the 39 books. How many times, if I were to just ask you honestly, how many times do you think the word fun appears in the Old Testament? Well, how many times would you say the word fun appears in the Old Testament? Let me hear. 20, 14, 6, 50 close, over 250 times alone. One more time. The original root word of fun in the Hebrew Scriptures, 39 first books of the Bible, appears over, two hundred, I think it's like 269 times in the Old Testament alone. See, so regardless of how you were raised and how you grew up, what kind of church environment you grew up, I grew up in an environment where church was, was not fun, right? It's one of those F words, right? It was just not fun, okay? Despite however you grew up, or despite whatever, whatever prejudgments you walked into this sanctuary with this morning, Whatever the stereotype is uh, for the blandness of church or the, or the reputation of church being boring, right? Believe it or not, at his very core, God is a God of joy and fun. He likes to party. God likes to party. See, but some of you can't accept that. You're like, What? No, 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 and you're resistant to that idea, right? But may I suggest that's because you haven't read the Bible. Yeah, because if you did read the Bible, you would see a God who loves throwing parties all the time. In in, in fact, off the top of my head, I can literally not think of a single Old Testament book that does not in some way, shape, or form portray a God of celebration who is always firing up the grill, calling in all the musicians for loud music, and inviting people to a party, a festival. More specifically, the Hebrew word shagach. It is the Hebrew word for party or celebrations or, or you might call it festivals. It might be translated in your Bible, right? And we're talking about festivals like, like the Passover Festival and the Unleavened Bread Festival and the Festival of First Fruits, the Feast of Harvest, the, the Feast of Trumpets, the, the Feast of Tabernacles. It goes on and on and on just to name a few. So again, I want to be crystal clear here. God was constantly gathering the three things. People around good food, and music to always celebrate all the time. A- another scholar put it this way. He says, priests were, to some extent, party planners. I love it. How many think of me as a party planner? Anyways, right? priests were, to some extent, party planners. One of their significant tasks was to oversee the national celebrations. Like, think about, like, July 4th, over and over again, six, seven, ten times a year, right? We do it once as a nation, right? They would organize these these national celebrations, these national festivals. And these festivals could be massive. While we might throw shindigs for our neighbors or friends today, these were times for the whole nation to come together and rejoice, He continues, they could be long. The Feast of Tabernacles, for instance, lasted seven days. Some of you, you couldn't dance for seven minutes in here. Like, it was like pulling teeth. It's like, people, please. I mean, I got Dustin, I got Josh over here. We're kicking. You couldn't last seven minutes, all right? Seven days, these parties would go on. During which time the Jewish people lived in temporary shelters. Guys, do you see what's happening here? This is like, this is bigger than Woodstock, Burning Man, and Coachella put together. I mean, just think about it. Just think about it. Where do you think all those guys got the idea from? Fun is what beats out of the father's chest. It beats out of his chest. Not to mention the fact that all the ways Jesus directly and repeatedly and intentionally used fun, joyful, party language throughout the entire New Testament. Think about all the images of weddings and banquets and feasts. If you read your Bibles, if you knew the New Testament, then you would know he's constantly eating with friends. His first miracle, what was his first miracle? Turning water into wine right I mean, he's constantly he's like stuffing his friends with food and drink inviting the whole he would throw parties and he would invite the whole all of his friends but when his friends wouldn't come what would he do well then just go out into the city and just invite anyone anyone can come anyone just bring anyone my friends don't want to come they didn't rsvp well, we're going to just open it up to everyone again this is hard for some of you to swallow i get it maybe that's because you haven't read your scriptures Or if you have, maybe you've read them through a certain over-churched, man-tradition-based lens. Because when you allow God's word to speak for itself, you encounter the real God. And you encounter his genuine idea for the church. Speaking of which, did you know that even one of the very first times church The word church, ecclesia, is ever mentioned in the Bible, it's done so in the context of, guess what? Having fun and experiencing joy and community and unity with others. It's a very famous passage, but we often read it with this lens of sacrifice and kind of like a chore. It's burdensome. It's almost punitive. But Acts chapter 2, verse 42 starts this way. It says, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship. Well, what is fellowship if it's not community, if it's not intentionally coming together? They devoted themselves to that. Oh, and to the breaking of bread. Well, what is breaking of bread if it's not eating? And prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done throughout, through the apostles. And all who believed were together and all had things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as they had need. And, and like, we focused. Like, I, I grew up in a church, that, I, that was the main focus. But, no, that's actually couched between certain things. Like, in verse 46, it continues. That passage actually continues. And day by day, attending the temple together, right? So this wasn't just a, a you know, just a one, one-off kind of, like, daily. This was their habit. This was their culture, They gathered together in the temple, breaking bread in their homes. Again, more eating. And they received their food with what? What's the word there? Glad and sincere hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number, day by day, those who were being saved. Isn't it amazing? What a concept. What a concept that God would use a gathering of his people that intentionally gathered to have fellowship and unity and love and fun and joy and that that would be attractive looking to the outsider, so much so that that outsider would, hey, hey man, can I join your party? Am I invited? Am I allowed to come? What, What a concept. Can you imagine if we were a church like that? Like, we were having such a good time. Like, yeah, of course, our heart, heart's needs are met, and there's brokenness, and there's, and there's all that stuff. Like, re- remember what we talked about, Mickey? Like, that, yeah, that happens, of course. But can you also imagine if we were so attractive, we were having so much fun, as it were, joy, as it were, that others were attracted? What, what a concept. See, that original Greek word used there for glad, right? They, they shared this, this glad heart, is the Greek word agalasius. Agalasius, which means great joy, exaltation, having fun. In other words, the first description of the church is that of a community of believers gathered together to do life together, and they were agalasian, or having fun together. Telling you, fun is a serious business. Fun is a spiritual work. See, let me put it to you this way. Let me ask you this way. You can jot this down. Here's a new thought church when it's done right when it's done biblically should actually be fun should actually it should actually be fun why because it's one of the distinctive marks of the heavenly father and it's one of the earliest descriptions of the church itself so what happened what, what if that's the case If the word fun appears throughout the scriptures, Old Testament alone, 250 times, then then what has happened? Why is it that fun is one of the last ingredients you'd ever think about for a church? Well, here's the deal. I honestly believe that the father of lies, the deceiver, the one whose sole purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy the things of God, I believe that one of the devil's oldest and unfortunately most successful tricks is to have everyone in this room and everyone you know think that God doesn't like fun. I believe that is a lie straight from the pit of hell. That he wants to propagate and, and, and get out there. I, I, I believe that the, that the enemy, the, the, the liar, the deceiver the one whose job is to steal, kill, and destroy, I believe that he would have you and he would have me believe that the father is a killjoy or that the father is boring and that the ways of the father are lame. And that if you, if, if, maybe if you want to sound pious, maybe you've been going to church long enough and, and you know like what things to say a certain way or whatever, whatever, and you just want to sound, maybe that, you know, that somehow that God and his people should somehow sort of like be above fun. Like maybe our attitude should be that fun is so frivolous. No, 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 not so. False, that's not true. As you saw earlier, the Bible calls fun, what does it call fun? Medicine. Over and over again, the Old Testament scriptures describe a God who loves to throw parties over 250 times. As a matter of fact, one of the strongest New Testament images of heaven itself, like if you're a believer, if you're someone that claims to follow Jesus Christ, you believe in Jesus Christ, like this is where you're going to spend all eternity. One of the strongest images of heaven itself where you will spend all of eternity is what? It's that of the most beautiful and grand wedding reception or party that you could ever imagine, right? And so here at New Story, you're allowed, I just want to like, like feel the permission. You're allowed to have fun here, okay? You're allowed to have fun, right? You, you're allowed to laugh and to smile and to not take yourself seriously, for like an hour or so, right? If, if somebody, ah, I got this life so serious. Just like for an hour, just take a break for an hour a week, all right? But still take God seriously. See, friends, here's the deal. In reality, I just don't want anyone in here, or anyone in the sound of my voice, those of you watching online, I don't want anyone in here to fall into the trap that dower equals depth. Do you know what I'm saying? Like some people think that you can't go deep into the scriptures and the character of God and and the theology of church without being dour. That's just not true. I I don't want anyone here falling for the lie that that sanctimonious equals spiritual. Because it doesn't always. It doesn't always. So don't fall for those lies that dower automatically necessitates depth and that sanctimonious automatically necessitates spiritual. Because you know what? Jesus didn't think that way. The Pharisees did. That was the way of the Pharisees. That was not the way of Jesus Christ. <laughs> A lady came up to me uh, after uh, the second service last week. Actually, you're probably in here now. I won't look. Anyways, uh, <laughs> came up to me. After the second service last week. And uh, she was like, she she physically hit me. She like like slapped me on the shoulder. I was like going, I was probably going towards the kitchen. But anyway, she hit me, right? I said, Pastor Tom, this is the second. She actually didn't say it that way. I, in my mind, I, she was she, Pastor Tom, this is the second week in a row I couldn't stop crying during service. Stop it. She did say it like that, that last part. Stop it. Right? And I was like, um don't worry. Next week we have cool in the gang and bacon. Okay. So just <laughs> may news story church always be a place where we try and balance the sacred with a heart of celebration. Does that make sense? We need to be a place that reclaims fun and that reclaims joy. You know, You see what I'm saying? Like, Sometimes the holiest thing you can do is actually laugh and celebrate and party. Sometimes that's the holiest. Sometimes the holiest thing you can do is actually celebrate. And oh, by the way, for those of you that have been here for over a year, like you were here before we changed our name. Do you remember what our name was? Do you remember what word it had? I do because it was the the only word I understood. It's the word celebration. Guys, that was literally the name of our church for like 30 years. Celebration. We just want to live it out. We just want to live it out. So bottom line, more than anyone else, else in the world and i can say this declaratively more than anyone else in the world if you have jesus christ in your life well then that necessitates the fact that you then have more good news and more reason to celebrate than anyone else in the world no matter what you're going through so let me ask you let me actually let me leave you with this I want to leave you with this one last word from God. Uh, Nehemiah, the book of Nehemiah, Nehemiah says this. He says, go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks. Nehemiah is saying, go and party. Go out there, have a good time. Go out there and enjoy choice foods and sweet drinks. And by the way, send some to those who have nothing prepared. In other words, don't be exclusive. Don't be like a holy huddle. But like, just be inclusive. Just invite everyone, right? Send to those who have nothing prepared. This day is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve. Why? For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Church, here's what I want you to do. I want you to declare those words of life over yourself right now. I want you to say to yourself right now, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Can you repeat that? The joy of the Lord. One more time, church. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Finally, I want you to look to a neighbor right now, look them dead in the eyes, and say, the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. Amen. You can have fun with that. Let's pray. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I come to you right now, Lord, and I just want to confess my sins. I want to confess the fact that I have projected onto you, onto the Heavenly Father, images and thoughts that are not you, that do not reflect the truth of who you are well. Your heart overflows with joy. Your heart overflows with fun. You are the perfect heavenly father who over and over, hundreds of times throughout the Old Testament and some of the main images of the New Testament scriptures, uh, you show us over and over again, you delight. You love having people gather together with good food and good music and in community celebrating you and the things of you. So, Lord, we want to take back what the liar and the deceiver and the father of lies and the one who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. We want to take back the, the, the images of fun that he perverts and the concept of fun that, that, that he maligns. And, Lord, we want to have joy in the Lord and have that be our strength. So I pray, Lord, even right now, Lord, uh, you're you're shifting some ideas, uh, uh, maybe the ways that we thought about you and maybe the ways that we thought about church. Lord, you're shifting ideas, and I pray that as you shift, uh, the truth would, in, in fact, set us free and that we would be people of celebration and we would be people of joy and that we would attribute that to you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening. If you were inspired by this message, we hope that you'll share it with your friends and subscribe to our podcast. Or best of all, come visit us at church. For directions, service times, and more info, check out newstorychurch.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you soon.